I recently switched out my winter wardrobe with my summer clothes. Do you do this too? Each time I have the opportunity to take stock of what I have, what I use, what I need to donate, and what gaps I'd like to fill. One of the funnest ways I've loved to fill those gaps is through Armoire, a clothing rental membership that can help you build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your online closet. The styles show up to your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles that help fill those wardrobe gaps without the major investment or commitment. For my first case from Armoire, I chose mostly summer dresses from Bowdoin, a brand I can't typically afford, and the chicest double-breasted black blazer from Paige that has honestly surprised me in its versatility. I have loved having more options in my summer wardrobe without the pressure of keeping them forever, and I've already been building out my online closet with Armoire, so I know what I want for my next case. For you expecting mamas, those working or style obsessed who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Is your to-do list ruining your life every single day? Well, that might sound a little dramatic, but for many of us, this is absolutely the case. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 165, How to Make a Better To-Do List with Anne Cropper. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Oh, this episode, friends, it is so fun to share this one with you because it was honestly one of the funnest uh, times I've had recording ever. And it's because we have a return guest on the show for you, Miss Ann Cropper, who is one of my favorite people on earth. And we've actually never met in real life. Back near the beginning of the podcast, Ann was one of my first guests and we have remained friends for the duration of our time on the internet together. And what you're going to hear is how that sounds in real life. Anna's going to talk to you about how your to-do list is not serving you, and she knows this because it was not serving her anymore. So whether or not you are an obsessive to-do list maker or you are not, 
this episode is going to help you learn how to make one that comes from a more abundant place and that serves you and helps you remind yourself about what really matters and how you use your time. All right, it's time for us to dive into my interview with Anne, and I have linked to our first episode we did together. I'm sure you're going to love to hear more from her about her own mental health struggles and what she did to face those. Uh, You can find those on my website aboutprogress.com and just click on podcast latest episode and you should see the show notes in the episode you are listening to today. Anne is fantastic. You can see both of our personalities really shine through here, and I just love that it sounds like a really fun conversation between two friends, which it is. And make sure you stay tuned for the outtake at the very end. Sometimes I throw those in there. This is a good one. So I'm Ann Cropper, and I live in Medford, Oregon, tiny little, well, not so tiny, but kind of medium little town in Southern Oregon, which is where I grew up. And I'm actually living in the house I grew up in. We bought it about a year ago from my parents. And so it's really fun to watch my life come full circle and to raise my five kids with my husband in the house that I was raised in, the youngest of five kids. Yes. And it's just, it's a dream. I mean, we have a lot of property, so we've got over an acre. So we've got Mm. a huge garden that I spend a lot of time in, a ton of yard, a, a pool, a creek that runs along in the back. And my kids just play outside all year round. And they're like climbing the same trees, you know, they're like, they're doing the same, you know, shooting baskets on the same basketball hoop. And it is just like all this flash of nostalgia for me. And I watch the next generation and it's such a gift. I love that. So I just, I love that. Yeah. And we've been our good internet friends, internet BFFs. I'm such a stalker. For a long time. Yeah. Long time. (laughs) And you were on the show in the original days of the podcast and yeah. you did such a great yeah. job sharing about your own struggles with mental health and improving yeah. and, and how you viewed yourself. And what what we want to talk about today is how you've taken this to the next level for you and transitioned how you are working on your to-dos. So how about you first tell us what is the thing with you and to-do lists? Because I did not know this was such a part oh of your gosh. personality until you talked <laughs> about this transformation you've been going through. So tell us about this history yeah. of you and to-do lists. Okay. Yeah. So I would say this started in college. And I think it started because my head was so full of details from all mm-hmm. the things that I felt like I needed to do that I would be completely overwhelmed. And I would find that if I could write them all down on paper, then I could like get them out of my brain, right? So that that anxiety could kind of cease. Yeah. And so I would get them on paper. And I think I think there's a lot of merit in that habit mm-hmm. of like being able to calm your mind. And I can really remember clearly that every night that was kind of part of my nightly ritual before going to bed. My roommate for years would would always kind of you know giggle at me, like not making fun of me, but she, she kind of found it endearing that I couldn't go to sleep yeah. without doing this list. And I would kind of have like a calendar, a planner, but then I had this to-do list. And that has been something that I have done ever since. So now, you know, this is like 20 years later and I'm still this chronic to-do lister. And the problem is um, since becoming a mom almost 13 years ago, I have become almost neurotic about it. So Mm -hmm. every night I will write this crazy to-do list for the next day. Crazy because it's, five times more items than could possibly get accomplished. Mm -hmm. And even though I will like admit to myself that it's an unrealistic list, I can't stop myself from doing it. Yeah. And so I would write all these things down 
And then every day I would accomplish one fifth of them Mm -hmm. and feel horrible about myself. And it would start like I had found recently, like I was starting to become almost paralyzed by it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, of all these things, what do I do next? Oh my gosh. And I'd be checking it constantly through the day. It was like it had totally become a stumbling block. Yeah. That sounds like a terrible stumbling block. So you have these cycles (laughs) of being like too gung-ho and then also paralyzed by it, which is such, yeah, that to me is just the total description of what perfectionism can do for you. Because I think we just think, oh yeah, we just think people who are awesome perfectionists are the ones who are going, going, going all day, doing everything. And I think what it really is, is this paralysis you just talked about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, um, you know, maybe the days of before motherhood, I could probably accomplish most of the things in my to-do list, but you know, you become a mom and all of a sudden there are so many variables where you're out of control, Mm -hmm. right? So like one day you have a sick kid and basically all you do is hold your sick kid Mm -hmm. or, you know, just the other day I had a child come home from school having had something really upsetting and disappointing happen. And we spent two hours of those wow. after school hours, just talking it through. Uh-huh. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you can't control the things that are going to happen. And if you are living and dying by what you think needs to get done that day, you're going to end up feeling like a total failure. And that's what was happening basically every day. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So tell me something outrageous that would be on your list. Just something like really out there. I'm I'm just curious, like what kind well, of thing would be on there? They're like, I could never do that. The funny thing about my list is that it would sometimes, I mean, it would have like your pretty normal stuff, like pay the bills, go to the grocery store, fold the laundry. But then like sometimes I would have the stupidest little things like sew a button on so-and-so's jacket. Like, Mm. I mean, like the dumbest little mundane things, but like a hundred of them on the list. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I was also imagining some like huge project. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, what would that be? Uh, redo my kitchen. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Or like, you know, so, no, really like, um, you know, like clean the entire upstairs or clean out the garage. Like you're, you're not going to do that in a like normal weekday. That's not going to happen. Like there's yeah. no way. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's good to kind of get a picture of what was on there. So right. it's everything. It really is everything. <laughs> so it's kind of a scary, it's just kind of a scary picture. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure so many can relate to this. What happened for you that you just finally got to that point where like, this is not helping me anymore or anybody. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, I have struggled and struggled and and I think it kind of like reached a climax about two months ago. It was the beginning of December and I was feeling like I I just was full of Mm self-loathing. I felt like I was never satisfied. I never felt successful. Um, and I, there are two things that happened that like really helped my paradigm shift. And it, I mean, looking back on it now, it almost feels providential. Like I just feel so grateful. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that happened is that I started following Kim Christensen of Talk Wordy to Me. Yes. And I had never known her before. I've still never met her, but I didn't even know she existed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had just started following her and she posted one day about her approach of, of of taking every day and um, approaching it with abundance 
Mm-hmm. And she, her example of doing this was that at the end of the day, she would make a list of three things that she did that day that were meaningful. So I think her examples were like, I read with my child, I visited a friend, and I don't remember what the third thing was, but like pretty simple things. Mm-hmm. And it was just three things. But what did I, what are three things that meant something that I did today? And I just loved this idea of abundance and it was tied with the abundance was gratitude. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, gosh, there's really something there. And so that kind of got um, the wheels turning. And then the other thing that happened is a a good friend of mine that I grew up with, but who I have been not in very good contact with for a long time, right around the same time, she put together a little Marco Polo group of a few friends that grew up together. And she said, you know, we're really, we're not connected enough. Let's start chatting. And so we have been in this habit of all talking on Marco Polo every single day. And it has totally brought her back into my life, Hmm. which is so cool. You know, I mean, a friend who had been a best, best friend growing up, who I hadn't spoken with regularly for years. And now we speak every day. And so this had just started up again. And I was saying to her and this other friend on Marco Polo, you know, I just feel like every day I'm failing and I cannot accomplish my to-do list. I was, I was describing this whole thing to her. And she said to me, Anne, why don't you just try not making a list? <laughs> and honestly, Monica, at first I was like, <laughs> Well, that's crazy talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? How could you not have a to-do list? <laughs> yes. But honestly, I thought about Kim's advice of reflecting at the end of the day. And I kind of felt like, what do I have to lose? Because I'm miserable, you know? Mm-hmm. And I felt like, okay, this is worth a try. And so that was kind of like, those were the two things that gave me the push and that helped me to kind of have this like, well, what if kind of shift. Okay. I want to dig into what it went or how it was to actually shift and what it looked like for you. But I just had to like say, it's so interesting to me that what Kim was talking about is when you reflect on your day, you're going to think about the things that actually mattered. And those to-do lists, Mm -hmm. like the ones you described that so many of us fall into the trap of creating Mm -hmm is more about things that don't matter. They totally don't matter. Yeah. And so what it's, what it's helping me see is looking back on your day, you're thinking about what meant something to you and it's those simple things and it's more of the relationships and helping others Mm -hmm. and being helped. Um, and that alone just shifts a lot of things for how I'm just thinking about how am I spending my day and how am I focusing on spending my time and planning my time that alone. Exactly. What matters, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. so like I said, the other day, two hours talking with my distraught child, did I get the dishes cleaned up in that time or start dinner in that time? No. Mm -hmm. And who cares? Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. this was a really big deal in his life. And I look back on that and think there, you can always do mundane chores. There are always an abundance of chores. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us what this transition was like for you. Did you have some bumps in the road or did you immediately just feel like this whole transformation inward and outward? You know, I feel like it has been a huge transformation. I do sometimes find myself like falling back into old habits and I have to keep pushing forward. But basically what it has looked like is I decided to just 
that I I woke up one morning and didn't put together a to-do list and I just went about my day and instead of going back to my list and going back to my list I would just look around the house okay what chores need to be done okay and now I'm gonna play with my three-year-old the one my only child that's home and Mm -hmm. not in school and and now I'm gonna do this and now I'm gonna do that and and I, I had this like burst of inspiration on that first day I thought you know to prove to myself that I cannot make a list and still accomplish a lot, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a reverse to-do list. I'm going to make a done list. And I just started writing. I made an, I opened up a note in my phone, and I just started putting every single thing I did. I mean everything. I took yeah. a shower. I took the garbage out. Mm-hmm. I put the dishes in the dishwasher. I mean, kind of ridiculous, mundane, right? But the effect that it had is that at the end of the day, I was like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I got so much done today. And you kind of put an asterisk by the things that really mattered, right? Mm -hmm. So I spent an hour reading with George and cuddling with him and tickling him. And and then I, you know, I spent 20 minutes with each kid and sat with them at the piano and helped them with their songs. You know, and you, you realize at the end of the day that not only did you um, quantitatively really perform, but that you had these really important quality moments. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That is amazing. You know, so often of what we experience as moms, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a work-at-home mom or a working mom, is that struggle Mm -hmm. of it being like a groundhog day. There's always so much to do. (laughs) There's always so much to do. And it just repeats itself every day. And even seeing your list there, I mean, a lot of times I think we do look around. I remember feeling not depressed, but yeah, kind of depressed as an as a young mom with little oh, kids sure. thinking like everything I did today is going to be undone within five minutes <laughs> when we wake up oh, tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. So, and it just kind of feels devastating. It does. So seeing it more as what you've done instead of, well, I think there it shows you how much you do do and what value and substance it holds. And exactly. it also helps you see what you could let go of. Absolutely. Exactly. And there have been a few things that have, um, it has just really helped some of my habits. Like, so for example, like I gave that silly example of like, sew the button on his coat. Instead of putting stupid little items like that on my to-do list now, I just do them right away. I Mm. see something that needs to be done and I just hop to it. And then it never gets on my 100 mile long list. And so then I just Mm -hmm. feel great because, okay, that's done. Moving on. And so I feel like I've, I've, improved in that area um you know you still have to put things on the calendar because there are certain things you can't forget and sometimes you put a post-it up that says tomorrow for sure don't miss doing this you know obviously Mm -hmm. but I have found that like the silly things that I would put on my to-do list if they matter enough you won't forget them you Mm -hmm. know what I mean Mm -hmm. you know like you'll you'll it'll come back in your mind and oh yeah I kind of was interested in doing this that reading this article or you know, whatever, and you and you get to it at some point. You d- it didn't need to be on the list. 
I love that. So yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's improved so many of those like little habits and the way, the way that I approach every day. So that's kind of, that's kind of what it looks like now is I calendar everything that, you know, all the dates and all the times and the school appointments and all Mm -hmm. the things. Mm -hmm. And then I get up in the morning and I just start my day. And I actually, at this point, I'm, you know, I'm two months into this. I don't even really every day make a done list. Because mm-hmm. I'm at a place where I don't even feel like I need to anymore for my, me- you know, yeah. for, for what it has done for me mentally. Like okay. I've gotten to a place where I have made the habit. Well, it's interesting you're talking about this transformation you've had because I've been kind of working on the reverse because I was mm-hmm. that, you know, person writing every little thing down. And when you hit those mm-hmm. low lows and you can't do it anymore, for me, it became like this place of anxiety to even create a list. And now I've been trying right. to just write down two things the night before that I know I want to get to the next day, just two or three yeah, things. Perfect. That's so realistic. Yeah. And even then I still struggle with that half and half. But I will tell you, though, that I still I still find myself using my time wisely for the most part because our time is so precious when we have it. I feel like I... I have gotten in the habit of doing what is most needful in that moment. And that yes. helps me not get caught up with the sewing buttons or wh- right. whatever you <laughs> might have on your list. It's such a funny example that I gave because. But it's really, so true. I don't do much sewing of buttons. <laughs> That's what's hilarious about it, right? Or I mean, what else exactly. could it be? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I love that, Monica, because you're like, okay, what are the two things that matter? And then. You're willing to move heaven and earth to get them done because they actually matter, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I don't know if that's the answer either, but I just love that whatever you're, you're at, wherever you're at on the spectrum, there's a way for you to figure out um, a better way that's going to serve you more in the end and help right. you focus on what mm-hmm. really matters. Like we talked about, is, is there any other thing you can think of? Like this has shifted. This has helped me shift this or I feel different in this way. Well, I, I honestly just feel like it has, so I'd go back to that word of abundance or the, the idea of celebration is it has totally changed my mindset about um, being grateful, even being grateful for the Groundhog Day, even being grateful. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Okay. So are you, did you ever see the movie with Minnie Driver called Return to Me? Do you remember yes. that movie from like the late nineties? Oh, hey, that's yes. a real favorite over here. I love that one. <laughs> Total favorite classic. And um, there's this great scene where they're like closing up the restaurant and she's getting ready for bed. And she says, do you need any help, grandpa? And he says, no, Gracie, I'm blessed with work. Hmm. I love that wow. line. I think of that line every single day of my life wow. because here's this sweet old man, Carol O'Connor, who I love. Yeah. And I, I think of that every day when, when you wake up and you're like, okay, here we go again. Right. But mm-hmm. you're like, I'm blessed with work. And furthermore, I'm blessed with a body and a brain that can do the work. Yeah. And so like looking at the end of the day and seeing the accomplishments have taught me to be so grateful for the work, for all the things have given me that overabundance that that feeling of overabundance like this is amazing every day is amazing every day is a gift and look at not only all we accomplished but look at look at the the lives that I was involved in look at my children look at my friends and I'm I'm working I'm you know doing things to help them 
and it's just a total shift in um it's just a shift in how you see your life oh my gosh that really did make me tear up Anne. that is so amazing <laughs> and you know what is interesting i was thinking today as i was doing those groundhog days like chores i was thinking right. oh, i feel so happy and fulfilled and i yeah. just like had to kind of stop in my tracks for a second and just recall how even a few years ago i did not feel so happy and fulfilled yeah you know scrubbing the floor for the 10th time that day or whatever it was I was doing. And I think part of that has to do with this freedom to also do things that matter to me on top of my duties. Yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, and this is what we talked about um, in, in uh, February when we were talking about be true to you and learning who you are and what you want and and for me learning that and making time for that has made me so much more fulfilled in the mundane things even and I just loved seeing that shift in myself like that is pretty remarkable I completely relate with that because I think that earlier in in motherhood when I felt like this is all I should be doing Mm -hmm. or all I can be doing it's hard to feel grateful for those things because you kind of feel lost but like in listening to you interview um, Jennifer Finlayson Fife last mm-hmm. week, where she talks about your own desires and who do you want to be. And I think you're finding that in this beautiful work you're doing with this amazing podcast of yeah. like, I'm doing the things that really, I really feel called to do that are a part of my life. And also being a mother is a part of my life. And, yes. and I'm, I'm finding the same thing with my writing and my blog and the things yeah. that I'm doing. And when you are able to fulfill those things, you seem to be able to take care of your children with more um, gratitude and vigor and and feel feel grateful even for scrubbing the floor because it's a part of the whole beautiful circle. And it's it's amazing how making sure that you've kind of fulfilled some of those other desires that even those little mundane things just feel like blessings. Absolutely. Oh, this is such a shift in so many ways. And I think especially what you've said about abundance and things feeling enough and being grateful for them. I'm going to take that big time away from our conversation. Can I, I want to share one more thing with you, Monica. Oh, please do. This literally happened today. So um, I was looking for a picture to send a friend and I knew that I could find it on my old, old, old blog. Like, you know, when we all had blogs a million years ago that we wrote for our family yes and this was 2012 so at that point this is May 2012 I'm pregnant with my fourth child my only daughter Mm -hmm. I am a mother to three boys and I've been a mom for six years okay so that's where I'm at in my Mm -hmm. you know in my life at that point and this blog post where I found the picture for the friend I read this and I like almost couldn't believe my eyes Monica because I was like I can't believe I just found this I have no recollection of writing this and of all days when I knew I was going to be talking to you. So listen to these. These are these two questions I wrote in this blog post where I'm talking about struggling. Number one, how do I find more satisfaction in the process and the journey? Number two, how do I learn to measure my goodness and accomplishment qualitatively rather than quantitatively, meaning how can I learn to count a day as a good day because I was present with my children, regardless of how many things I checked off my list? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> can you believe that? I can't I believe like, that. Wow. So seven years 
later, uh-huh. I have found the answers to those questions. And it, that's wow. why I said earlier that it almost just feels like divine providence. Those two people who kind of came into my life at that same exact time. And after all these years, I feel like that question, that longing has kind of been answered and has has made this huge swing, this huge shift in my life that has blessed me so abundantly. Yeah, that shifts everything too, because then you know to just sit tight. Answers right. will come. Yes, even if it takes seven years, right? Yeah, that is a long time, but you made it. <laughs> And you are one of my favorite people to be friends with on the internet because it is like talking to your best friend every day. I know, it's so great. Well, you just share the funnest things from like your outfits of the day, from your interior design to the things with your kids to the revelations you're having. And I appreciate it all. And I love your writing as well. How about you tell people where to find you so that they can be your online BFF as well? I'll share it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I blog at annproper.com. And at, on Instagram, I'm at Ann Cropper. I do a little bit on YouTube with some of my home renovation stuff, but this year I'm kind of trying to focus more on the blog. Um, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. I'm trying to. My goal for 2019 is to be have a fresh post up every Monday. I love it. Okay, well, you are fantastic, Ann. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Monica. I'm so honored to be on your show. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow and progress in your life. Want to take your learning to a whole new level? There are three ways. The first is to print off this month's free printable to help track your progress on the theme at hand. You can find that on my website aboutprogress.com free. The second way is to join our free and private Facebook group called Work in Progress. I've linked to that in the show notes. There you can receive community, inspiration, and accountability. And lastly, you can share your voice and your words on this show, literally. Our last episode of each month will feature members of this growth-driven community. Here you will share ways that you have worked on your own progress related to the theme. You can share tips that you would like other listeners to know, or even funny stories to help them feel better. Don't be shy. You do have something of value to offer this community. You can find out how to contribute your voice or your words by going to my website aboutprogress.com, click on podcast, and then click on be on the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember life is about progress, not perfection. This is so fun. Brad was just saying, like, this is coming full circle. She was like one of the first people you had on. And and you were so terrible then, <laughs> you know. I said that to you. No, he said it in a much nicer way, you know. <laughs> just like how far you've how how much better you've gotten at interviewing. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm sure it's night and day <laughs> compared to our first time together. So fun because that was two years ago, Monica. Oh, I cannot believe that. That can't be true. I know. Yes. my That podcast aired in March of 2017. What the crap? I did not yeah. realize that. That is nuts. Yeah. Can you just do me a favor and say bye? <laughs> and then I, but don't hang up just so I can include that at the end. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me, Monica. I'm so honored to be on your show. Perfect. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.